Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It's your host, Penny Nassi, your girl, and we are back at it again. It's the end of the week. I'm so happy. This weekend started off so rough for me. I went to yoga, right? Like a yoga brunch, which was so dope, actually. It was super duper cute. Um, shout out to everybody that was there. Y'all know who y'all are. Um, but it was like yoga first, right? I, actually, it was yoga and hit. And I told y'all about hit last time. But it was so we did yoga, then we did hit, then we did a little bit of cardio, then we stretched. Like Melanie kicked her ass. And it was, I did not, I thought it was gonna be one of those like, you know, woo-saw yoga situations, but honestly, it was like a great way to like start the week. And just like end the weekend too. It was so dope. Everyone there had great energy. If you're in New York and are like want to try yoga, I suggest to like do it with Melanie. She's amazing. Um, I'll I think well, I've shared her on my Instagram and stuff like that, so I'm pretty sure you've seen that. But yeah, so my week started off really rough because although I ended it with yoga and hitting stuff like afterwards when I tell you we like lit, we got so lit at brunch like we all did everyone that was in the class it was like a great you know that great energy rolling Sunday fun day it was beautiful outside mimosas on deck like we literally just got lit so I'm not the best at Sunday fun days my little body can't really take drinking that much and so I yeah so Monday was rough Tuesday was a little I really thought I had the flu that's how like my body was acting I'm like damn so when you get older is it like just because I just turned 28 does that mean like my body's about to start hurting like this after just like a simple Sunday fun day like what's really going on but yeah so I'm glad the week is over though because it started off pretty rough and I'm ready for the weekend again um I'm getting to these updates real quick because we definitely have a guest later so I'm just gonna speed through our normal situation but anyways okay yeah so yoga brunch so cute met some amazing people there friends for life y'all already know the deal y'all know who y'all are I love y'all um so I really don't have any real like updates um I don't think that I want to share right now other than I'm just still in New York and we're still in freaking like this weird halfway quarantine. Things are open and stuff like that, but just like, uh, what? And also fall is coming. Fall is my favorite season in the world. But with, when fall comes, that means that winter is coming. And I really am, really want to see what winter looks like in New York City. Like, will I even be here? I don't know, because what am I about to do here? Someone please let me know. It's going to be cold as hell. And I'm sure if they open places inside, I'm, I, you know, like, of course, but that's people's houses. Like, that's all really, I don't know. But we'll see how that goes. Y'all will definitely be updated on how New York winter with covid how that even is gonna rock but we gonna we gonna kick it we gonna rock through like we've been doing um but yeah since i've been back or since not i've been back since the last episode i've just been kicking it by myself for the most part um minding my black business 
you know, enjoying solitude. I love me some solitude sometimes. And yeah, and it's really important to spend time alone. I feel like I've told you guys that, especially during the quarantine, like it's so much to discover within yourself. Like everything is dead ass within. Um, and so, okay. So I listened to this other podcast. It's called Okay Now Listen with Scotty Beam and Silvio Bell. And they had Mar Brock Akil, of course, on there because Girlfriends came out. We stand. Um, and, you know, they asked her for like one word of wisdom or what she would have told herself. Mind you, Mar Mara Brock Akil, she made the game. She made Girlfriends. She was on Moesha. She made Being Mary Jane. I, that's one of my favorite shows in the world. If you really, really know me, Being Mary Jane was my shit. Um, Being Mary Jane. Love Is. I'll, I'll have. I'm gonna rewatch Love Is with my next partner for sure. That show is so beautiful. But I'm gonna like wait to watch it again with you know whoever's next. <laughs> Who's next? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. Seriously, I'm just kidding. But Love Is is a good show. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure y'all watch that. It. I believe it's on OM. But okay, so yeah, so they had Mara Brock Akil on this podcast. You know, just promoting promoting um girlfriends and just talking about her story and stuff like that she also has to deal with netflix shout out to her like she's amazing look her up if you don't know who she is but i would hope that you do but anyway so i'm rambling but so they asked her for like one word of advice like if she if she could give anything mind you she's dropping gems the whole time of course but her advice was like she wished she would have learned about meditation yoga and stillness earlier she was like you know like she did on and off you know people think it's really frou-frou and it's not for real but it's it's like prayer you know it's you really tap into yourself and like that stillness like especially with social media and stuff like that it's like half the time we don't even really know what we want and what we need because we're getting fed like what everyone else wants, what everyone else needs and what, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that like meditation every, like every morning for even just, I just do 15 minutes every single morning, like prayer meditation. And it really just kind of aligns me and just like, it's, I, I don't even know what I, it's got, I think, but it's like, just letting me know like what I want, what I need and just like a great start to my day. And if Mara Brock Akil, honey, she made like the best shows that we've ever seen and she's an amazing storyteller. If she's a stand for um, meditation and yoga, like especially for creatives, period. Why would you not even try it? Um, so yeah, um, my updates. Yeah, a lot of alone time, just big chilling, big kicking it in the streets. Um not even in the streets in my bed but yeah so that's really all my updates I really want to get into the interview because it's so dope and I don't want the episode to be like long as hell so we're going to move on to our next segment change so for change this week I actually want to highlight and shout out um our guests this week Sandra and Kristen they live in Bali. I went to school with Sandra. She's, she's so amazing. Um, and so during the whole COVID situation, Sandra and Kristen, they um, realized that there was like a need to help the families in Bali due to, due to the fact that most of them make their money off of tourism. So they're not making any money right now. Um, so she asked, you know, her following and Kristen asked her following for donations and they were able to feed 17 families. 
with food and pampers and they were able to pay for some people's medical bills and everything like that. Um, and you can still actually donate to that. I'll let, they'll let you guys know as well. And they will explain this so much better on like why they decided to do this, exactly how it works and everything like that. But shout out to them for, um, realizing how abundant that they are, you know, and like letting God use them to help people in their community. Like that's what it's all about. It's all about just like helping others and bring each other up. Like once you are able to do so. So that was just like, I've been seeing her post about that. And I was like, that's so dope of her to, for, you know, for you to even think to help people like that. So a lot of people just don't do that. And, and she explains this a little bit later too. It's like people think that when it comes to like giving, it has to be this grandose big event or something like that. But it's like, no, you can get like a collective of just like your people or even just you and like give to one person, you know, that's in need. And that's just a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Sandra. You can donate um, to our cash app, which is the dollar sign love Sandra. She's going to talk about that more later. Um, when we get into the interview, but yeah, I just want to give them change for the week. Clear the fucking shit, okay? So we're going to move on to our next topic, which will be the advice column. Let's go. For today, somebody actually wrote in something. I was like, okay, it's never happened to me before, but so I can't really say what I would do. But okay, if a guy stands you up for a date, slash hangout and hits you up the next day apologizing and saying that he honestly fell asleep should you forgive him or cut him off honestly if this is like a date and you're seriously getting courted and he does that it that's very very questionable like why did you fall asleep my nigga was you too high like what well, whenever you are intentionally about to go on a date like you prepare for that you know it's about to happen you don't just like chill out and fall asleep so if it's in the beginning and it's like not like a person that I know and I I generally know okay they probably did really fall asleep because they were tired or something like that that's a different story but if it's someone who's like in the beginning and trying to court you and stuff like that it ain't nothing to cut that nigga off <laughs> nah for real though cut that man off he's not serious really I mean, if you want to hang out and be friends, like, is he worth it? Probably not, because y'all know niggas really ain't shit, but I'm just kidding. I love, I love boys. But yeah, like, I wouldn't do it because, like, that just kind of shows, like, his lack <clears throat> of respect and just, like, his organizational skills. And you know what I'm saying? Like, how you going to plan a whole date and then fall asleep? And why are you so sleepy, first of all? So, yeah, that was a quick answer. I think that I would definitely pass. There's a lot of lots of little fishes in the sea, actually big fishes, because you know you gotta get them like the good niggas, right? So he sounds like he's pretty mediocre or not shit at all just by that. So yeah, if it's like in the beginning stages, if he genuine, if like if you're dating somebody and that's like your homie, like y'all cool, y'all are past that, you know, awkward like beginning phase and. You know, like he could possibly really have fallen asleep, and y'all supposed to just like, like if you were supposed to just come up, go, come over to his house or whatever, and he ends, ends up falling asleep. That's reasonable. Like we can let that pass. But in the beginning, hell nah. Like what? Why would you do that? Like you done got all cute and stuff, I'm sure. And boy just wants to fall asleep. I'd rather not. But 
to each its own. So that's my advice. Make sure you guys write me your questions to penny period and nasty at gmail.com. Um, always anonymous. You can DM me also. Just ask me shit. I love to give advice. Um, and I love just to hear from y'all. I say this every week, but I'm so serious. That's when I hear from y'all, that's when I just know that I'm doing like what I'm supposed to be doing. So love that. Um, and also I want to say this, I really never say this and I should be saying it. If you're listening to the podcast right now, I want you to, and especially if you're on Apple or, or yeah, if you're on the Apple podcast app and you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, please do that. So what happens when you have like a lot of rates and reviews, it pushes your podcast up on the algorithm to show up on like, you know, the main podcast page. Or if someone's listening to like a podcast that's similar and popular, it'll like refer it to them too. So if you guys can review, rate, comment right now, you can pause it, pause the podcast to go and do that for me. I would really, really appreciate it. And then of course, keep like spreading the word, keep posting about it. Podcasts are seriously word of mouth um, until they get to a certain level. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing that. We are on our way, like we really, really are. So love you guys and make sure you guys um, send me y'all's questions for the pen pile letter segment. We're gonna move on to the next topic, my two cents. Okay, we're gonna get into my two cents. First, I wanna talk about just traveling during COVID period because I know a lot of people are on the fence about it and which is very valid because it's really, really crazy out here. A lot of people are just like, why would anyone travel and like talking shit or whatever? But I mean, whatever. I just want to let you guys know or tell you guys what I did and another great idea that I'm definitely going to do the next time that I do decide to travel. So before Tulum, I got tested. And then I got tested after. And I've been tested like three times now at this point. And I feel like I'll be doing it again in a couple of weeks because I'm going to be traveling again um, in like two to three weeks. So um, I think that's really like the safest way to do it. And it'll keep you calm um, about the whole thing because you know that you don't have it, you know, and you know that you're not affecting anybody else with it or whatever. So get tested normally. I feel like it's not going anywhere at this point and it should just be a thing, like a routine thing now. It's so easy. It's free and it's worth it. Like, why would you not do it? And the whole nose thing, it really does not hurt. It's just mildly uncomfortable. It actually, to me, kind of felt good on some weird shit, but <laughs> yeah, so um, the airports were also cool. All of the places that we went had like the whole fever check things, hand sanitizer everywhere, six feet away from each other, unless you're like with your crew or whatever. They actually took more precautions than I feel like New York is taking. Um, every driver their ta- like had everything that they needed in their taxis, hand sanitizer, the little blockage thing. Some of them had that too. And masks, the whole nine. Um, and I felt safe there to be honest like it was I felt safer there than here and I feel like how I've been seeing Houston set up and other places like going abroad is is very much so safer or looks or feels safer everywhere is wild so who really knows but anywho um another really good way to make sure that you're COVID safe and stuff um is like a at-home rapid test and one that I think is really amazing is called Pixel by LabCorp. They run for about like 120, which sounds like a lot, but honestly, it's really not for like your comfortable comfortability. Like 
your safety, your health. It's like, why not just cop one if you want to like get a test real quick while you're traveling or, you know, like when you get to your destination, just to make, you know, put your mind at ease and stuff like that. So next time I, I travel, I think I'll pack one for when I arrive just to take it and be cool and everyone just be cool that I'm with or whatever. Uh, the results come out in 24 hours. It's super duper quick and it's rapid. Yeah, why not? So yeah, check out the rapid test if you're thinking about traveling or just want to take one at home. And period, I feel like y'all need to just go get a test if you haven't got one yet. Because you could be like asymptomatic and giving it to someone else who's going to be symptomatic and can possibly die. So stop playing games. Um, I'll put the link in the info in the description about Pixel by LabCorp because I just think it's like so easy. Um, and yeah, I just want to let you guys know about that. But um, yeah, we're going to be in this for a minute. So I feel like let's just be smart, safe, sanitized, and max and masked up. And like I just ordered some cute ass masks. That's what I've been doing. Spice it up, make it cute, make it more exciting, give people masks. You know, like if you see a cute mask that you think your boo would like, like cop it for him or that your friend or mom would like cop it for them. They're so cheap. They're cute, whatever. Um, but yeah, outside of Tulum, which is literally where everyone's been going, like everyone and their mama has been going to Tulum. Like it's been a thing and people were talking shit about it. Who cares? Fuck what anyone says. It's a dope ass place. And it's like dope. Just the fact that it is filled with like all black people. And we are in this magical ass place big kicking it, having the times of our lives, like abroad, especially during this time, like with everything happening, like with racial injustice and just like, it's just a sad moment period. So to have that like escape with beautiful black people, gorgeous black people, like what? We're having a blast. Um, It's fun. Who cares if it's trendy? Like whatever. Um, I feel like only haters say stuff like that because they can't go. Um, or just are haters, so and don't have no friends. Who knows? Anyways, another place that I think that I want to go to is Bermuda. They are taking really, really good precautions as well, and I heard it's another safe and fun place to go. So uh, check out Bermuda, Tulum. If I hear about any other spots, I'll let you guys know as well. Playa de Carmen was really nice too. They um, were taking great precautions as well. And one thing to keep in mind is that all of the tourist spot, like hot spots, they need us right now because like that's how people make their livelihood there. It's all about tourism. Like that's what the city or the space is based on. So the fact that people aren't traveling as much right now, everything in the economy is freaking dying. So you doing that will be helping them out. And I think that's pretty cool personally. You might not give a fuck, but I think it's dope. So quickly um, about my personal Tulum experience. So I was going to like go into extensive detail about my Tulum trip. But then I was like, mm, I'll keep that to myself. Like this podcast was never really meant to like be an insider or inside for Penny's life. Because hell nah, y'all got me messed up. Um, but of course, I'm going to share some some experiences Um but some that some that I won't like the world does not really need to know my inner life and the internet is forever. That's just never been. That's not my thing. Transparent is cool, but there's like a level that I will never cross. Um, but I will always share things that I believe make sense or will help you guys, you know, but just in my own way. But anyways, y'all. So just know 
that a lot of things happen as far as like small mishaps and also like magical, like just dope happenings. Like it was a learning experience and one of the best experiences of my life thus far. Um, Tulum, like how I, I would just really describe it as magical, legit. It has a zen, free, sexy, like ass aura that I personally haven't felt in any place that I've personally traveled to yet. And like yoga, meditation, like stillness is a huge thing there. Um, the beach clubs are litty titty. And the people there are just honestly very genuine, nice, and like good hearted. And just people even traveling there are just like on some other stuff. Like, and just the nature, it's insanely beautiful. Like, it's just green everywhere, water everywhere, the sand, everything is just beautiful, truly. And um, the cenotes were my favorite part. I went, I went there like on my last day by myself and like chef's kiss. If you don't know what a cenote is, it's a natural pit or sinkhole. And it's resulted from like the collapse of limestone bedrock that exposes groundwater underneath. Um, and cenotes were like used by the ancient Maya for, sa- for sacrificial offerings and stuff like that. And so basically it's like a deep ass hole filled with natural spring water that was just built naturally and the area was used by Mayans. So the ancestral energy is just all up in the air. The water is deep. It's like clear. It's beautiful. It's just fresh. It feels so good. I'll think I didn't post any videos or pictures or anything like that. I have some, but I was really like not trying to do the most with socials for this because I just wanted to like really enjoy the moment and I just wasn't feeling that. Um, I just wanted to like be president and soak it all up. But yeah, the cenotes were amazing. Love downtown, the food. I don't remember the names of the beach clubs, uh, but if you just like DM me or something like that, I'll go find them. Super dope. Um, yeah. And I will say this, Tulum has like a very go with the flow type of energy, which I love. And I met a group of guys there who literally like family forever. They made sure I was safe. They weren't on no funky, like janky men shit or whatever. The greatest humans ever. I learned I learned so much from them. They actually weren't from Tulum. They were from LA. And we met them in Playa, me and my friend that's in Playa. Um I feel like it's like when you see black people abroad, like at a restaurant or wherever you guys are at, that kind of you can tell y'all are on the same wavelength and have like the same energy or vibe. It's like always a good idea to just spark up a convo, just mingle, whatever. So like they did that, of course. Um, And we all just realized like, yo, we're all heading to Tulum tomorrow. Like what the hell? And all of us were like, that's definitely destiny. Like we had a a great dinner, like great conversation. Um, And we're like, if there's like, like what chances are that you meet dope people who like even know people that you know, like in a place, in like one place and like y'all are all about to travel to like another um spot so that was dope we hung out had a freaking blast and i want to say that i said that because it's like i would have had 10 times or twice the fun or half of it like if i didn't meet them so it's like i know people that travel can sometimes like new people that travel can be kind of scary and like think that everyone's out to get them, but like always be open to meeting new people when you travel, like be safe, of course, and be smart, but don't be afraid to take risk. Um, I think it's all about using your intuition. Like, you know, when something does not feel good, you know, um, or just isn't right and have your location on, like, just be smart, read the vibes. 
Um, but yeah, love, much love to everyone that I met out there. I know y'all are listening. Can't wait till I see y'all on the West Coast or y'all come to the East Coast. Like it's lit. Um, and lastly, shout out to my driver for the weekend. His name was Augustine. And like, it's so crazy how fortunate we really are. Um, I used him like the whole time. Like he was my driver for the whole time, basically. And he was telling me since the pandemic, he had to leave his family in Cancun where they live. And and like, that's where he works and his whole family is. And he had to come to Tulum because, you know, that's like the hot spot where some tourists are, which barely are, all, you know, it's still not even as popping as normally. But he had to leave there to make money since like everything in all the resorts in Cancun shut down. So basically he was telling me how he missed like his kids and his wife and like showed them to me and stuff. And now he hadn't seen them for like three months, I think. I don't know. I just like find that very special, like the sacrifice, you know, that um, people make for their families and stuff. My dad has shared similar stories with me about his upbringing and like, you know, him coming here and how that all worked out. And a lot of us are honestly like so spoiled and fortunate. And I just never want to ever forget that. And I want to like be the person and have the husband who like when shit hits the fan, like no matter what, like we ready to roll, like roll our sleeves up and do whatever it takes to like make it work for our family and stuff like that. So that was the sweetest thing. And Augustine, I know he'll never listen to this, but um, what a great human. And I'm just so thankful and God is so good for how he set up my life. And I want to always say that and proclaim that and let him know. And even if um, like, even if he were to take it all away, I know that I would have myself the love of my family and friends, which is enough. And like, that's what traveling teaches you. Like these people are so cheerful. Obviously was so cheerful, so happy, so full, so abundant with what he had. And it just really, really like hit different. It, it always really does. Um, and like, that's all you need if you're good on the inside, like in your people. But yeah, I loved it there. And I'll go back in a heartbeat. Oh, it's also like really romantic. So y'all need to take y'all's bays there, y'all's booze or whatever for a little vacation. Um, and you guys know like your money goes really, really long in Mexico. So don't say I never told y'all boys nothing. Book that flight. You can take little mama there for like not that much money. Fly her out. Flew, fly her out. She deserves it. And like you really do too. But yeah, okay, we're going to move on to the nitty gritty. Um, I've been wanting to talk to Sandra and Kristen about their experience living abroad in Bali for a while now. And just even Sandra's experience living abroad, period. She's been traveling and living abroad like for a while now. And um, this trip really like sealed the deal and reminded me like, oh shit, like we need to have this conversation. It's so necessary. Um, so we're going to go on to the next segment, which will actually be a blend of gold and peace of mind, because literally it was just the gems that were dropped were healing and they were pure gold and they were perfect. Like much love to Sandra and Kristen. Y'all are going to love them too. Let's get into it. You guys are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture and self meet. Today I have my friend Sandra. We met at UTSA. And I feel like I just loved your energy from the jump. Like you were always a peaceful person. You always, I don't know, just were super duper caring and just like feel like a different vibe from like a lot of other people. And I feel like we we connected on that level and just kind of stayed friends ever since. Um, yes. yes. And so um, I love like everything that you're about, like 
don't know, just a real, a real ass nigga, <laughs> like for sure. So, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. And we're here with Sandra and Kristen. Kristen, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, yes. My name is Kristen Gray. I am Sandra's partner, mm-hmm. life partner, girlfriend, soon to be wife. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh, I love that. She's speaking it to it. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm from California. I was born and raised in Northern California, Sacramento Bay Area. And I lived in LA for 10 years and I'm living in Bali now. Okay. So, how are y'all like today? Like, what's y'all's mood like? Like, you know, how have y'all been with like the whole coronavirus thing? And just like, how is it out there with that? Um, it's cool. Today's mood, it's a kind of a gloomy day. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a puppy, so we're, we're moms in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, we're pretty much moms. So we wake up kind of trying to cater to the little boy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we then, take we, our dog out, then we make sure that we're doing our own like little spiritual practice just to get in order, which usually is like journaling, drinking some tea mm-hmm. and just having a moment of gratitude. But to be honest, uh, we just got hit with another lockdown, like a quarantine, because cases spiked on the island due to domestic tourism. So mm. we're kind of going back into our little shell and, and where we, you know, started going out to restaurants and, and going out a little bit as things were opening. We're now having to come back in. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's been like, you know, probably like it is for everyone everywhere, but, you know. It's a little different being on an island. You're just trying to make sure yeah. we're following all the rules. Yeah. So what made you guys like choose Bali? Like what's that story? How does that even, how did, how did, how did even like come to life for both of you guys to live there together? Um, well, we visited Bali for the first time last summer. Mm-hmm. And this was my second time in Asia. And the first time I went to Thailand and I loved the energy in Asia. And I was like, Kristen, we got to go to Asia. We got to go to Asia. So it was her first time in Asia. And when she came, she was like, whoa, like, I feel the difference. Um, Our first time in Bali, we met Black people out here that were living here already. So kind Mm -hmm. of just planted that intention. And we knew we wanted to live abroad. It was just a matter of what felt right for us. And Bali Mm -hmm. felt right, in my opinion. Yeah, Southeast Asia just has something, something's in the air. And I know that it's it's a true fact about the, the frequency of energy here but it just mm-hmm. kind of felt really easeful and I think that we're always trying to go in that direction like what feels the most ease you mm-hmm. know and, and and just free flowing yeah so once we came here we were like oh wow cost of living check we already met we made an attention to meet you know black friends here check it was just like all right well we can really build a life here like it seems like it's easy to yeah. kind of navigate mm-hmm so just mm-hmm. so you guys both like intent because I know you used to travel a lot, Sandra. Like back in the day, I think you like worked abroad and, and stuff too. So like, were, were you both kind of like travelers and then met each other? Like, what y'all's love story? You know? Um. Yeah, Kristen was traveling too before I met her. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I've I've traveled a bit, like South America, Peru. I had been over to London and Paris and most of Europe. So. I always wanted to travel and live abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met Sandra, I was actually on tour in the UK. So it was kind of like I had, you know, met her and she had already traveled as well. So we we really bonded on that that level. Mm-hmm. I think when you meet so what was, the travelers, mm-hmm. you just know that they have this open mindedness about this open mindedness about life and 
Yeah. You know, not being afraid to take the leap. Um, most people who haven't traveled, they have so many fears about what could go wrong or what, you know, a country is like. And the reality of it is, um, most places that I've traveled to have been pretty safe. And even being here in Bali, one of the big things that we recognized was we feel safe in Bali. I feel safer yeah. here than I do in the States. Really? Yeah. Like why? Um, what, what makes you feel safer there? Well, number one, the cops don't go around killing people the way they do mm-hmm. in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Hindu religion is very big on karmic debt. So like they're not going to do you wrong intentionally, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part, people are trying to live in alignment with their religion and I think, yeah, they take the golden rule a little a step further because karma for them is very real. And yeah. it's not just something that they talk about. What goes around comes around. Like they literally know every deed that is done, you know, has a effect. Yeah, because they truly believe like whatever you do will definitely yes. come back to you. Like, yes. and everyone just like super spiritual like that. So, so that makes sense as to why like the energy just like feels much better there if everyone's yeah. like you know like giving out good out there yeah and there's a that's big crazy. that's dope it, they're very big on community so there's in our village there's this a group called the bonjar and it's like the gang but they're like a security gang they're not like a gang yeah gang. and they go around and and just keeping order maintaining order so they know you know if one of their own gets out of line they're they're quick to check them, especially around tourists, because tourism is the number one driver of, of profit. You know, eighty up to eighty percent of profit in Bali is tourism. So they're like, you know, don't mess up the money, don't mm-hmm. <laughs> don't act mm-hmm. up. You know, so they're always keeping each other in line and held accountable. And the crime is more severe okay. here, so you don't get like, oh, you go to jail and you're out in a week or a day. You know, it's like yeah, no, you go to jail and you're there for a year at least. <laughs> okay, got you. So, like, is it something that you guys would say, like, you guys were looking for, like, when you guys were, like, n- like I, not together, but I guess separately traveling? Were you guys in search of something? And if you were, like, did you find it, you know? Like, I hope that question makes sense. Um, like, were you just, like, I just want to go travel the world and see what's up? Or was it something that you guys were, like, specifically looking for, whether it's, like, spiritually, mentally? You want to answer first? Well, yeah. Speaking for myself, um, this is Kristen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, when I had a nine to five in LA and I fell into the rat race and I knew I had a lot of things going on around me. First and foremost, I had really bad skin at the time and it was because I was stressed and not living healthily. And, and so I started to manifest I want to live somewhere where I don't have to wear makeup and I can heal this skin. I want to live somewhere where I don't have to go to work, wake up on someone else's time and dedicate majority of my daytime to someone else's dream. And so I started to write these things in my journal and manifest like I want a life where I'm in charge of my life. Like I can go outside in the day and enjoy the daytime and not have to be at work and I can be outside and not care about the societal pressure of wearing makeup or being, you know, halfway decent. I, we live on an island and we can kind of walk out anyway. We kind of look and we're going to be accepted. Yeah. Love, so. But y'all are beautiful. But <laughs> Thank yes, you. Everyone is, everyone's beautiful, but y'all are really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, that was something I was like, okay, like this is what I want for my life. And, and, and when we moved here, it was like, wow, like I didn't say specifically Bali, Indonesia, but this is the life that I have, you know, I'm yeah. able to heal. I'm able to to live and and so that's what I was in search for like un- unconsciously 
I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? <clears throat> um, for me, I think I've always had a spiritual awareness. I don't know if you know Penny, but mm-hmm. my dad passed away when I was eight months old. Um, he was shot. I did not know that. Yes. So my, yeah, my dad was shot when I was eight months old. So I grew up with a single mother until I was around eight. And that's when my stepdad came in the picture. But from a young mm-hmm. age, I've always had like this spiritual awareness connected to higher source and angels. Like that was taught to me. It wasn't really religion. It was like, you have angels protecting you. And I think with that awareness, I always knew like anything was possible. And um, once I left UTSA and I started working um, on the ships, um, I worked in Hawaii. That's what you're thinking of when you said I worked abroad. I actually was working for um, Norwegian Cruise Line. And I think, honestly, that situation opened my eyes to how many people from all over the world travel to, you know, main destinations. And talking to my guests, like there was people who I met who have like been to 40 different countries, 30 different countries. And just having conversations with those people, I was like, wow, this is doable. Um, So after my first contract in Hawaii is when I went to Thailand. And when I went to Thailand, I was like, I'm first of all, I'm out of Houston, Texas. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, Also felt connected to God the very first time, like in a way that I've never felt source before. So yeah. I never wanted to like limit myself to just Houston. And my mom always planted the seed. Like you can do anything. You can travel anywhere you want. Uh, just kind of you live your life to the fullest. Yeah. So like, so, were you guys scared at all or, you know, like are nervous at all, especially to like live abroad. I was scared to just even travel by myself abroad. So like, and if you weren't like, is there any advice you can give somebody who might be to, you know, like let them like not have those negative thoughts about it? Absolutely. Um, number one, I think you have to prepare. So before going, like I'm the type, okay, anywhere I'm going, I'm going to do hell research about the place to learn as much about it via YouTube, via podcast, like mm-hmm. online. So before coming to Bali, I like drenched myself in YouTube videos and I was watching hella YouTube videos, just trying to get an idea of the Hindu religion, um, what to expect in certain areas of Bali where I could see myself living and mm-hmm. the cost of living. So we prepared that way. Also trusting yourself when you travel and understanding, you know, your intuition is your spirit guiding you and um, just being aware always. Yeah, Uh, that's something I didn't do. And I went to Tulum, like I didn't research much of anything. I had no idea the mosquitoes were that crazy. I had no (laughs) idea that like the spot that I was living in was like super duper deep and kind of like far from like the city area and like how I would have to travel back and forth. So that's one thing I had to like learn the hard way for sure is I need to research everywhere that I'm about to go. For sure. And by research, I mean, see what apps they have in the area so you can download apps to navigate, you know, through whatever, whatever country like maps me Um, here. They have GoJet, which is like Uber. Um, They have Grab. You can get food and all different type of things. So try to see what apps are available to help you wherever you're going. Uh, what language do they speak? Do they speak English? Do mm-hmm. you have Google Translate on standby? Stuff like that. And then, like you said, are there again, what season is it in? Is it wet season? Is it dry season? Do you need bug repellent, lotions? Like, just mm-hmm. be prepared as much as possible. Yeah. And I, to piggyback off of that, it's like you want to do your research and have that 
all of those answers kind of figured out before you get there. But also you have to be malleable and flexible because yeah. what I tell you to research may not be what you need to research. And if you're not able to change and 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 shift and and move with whatever comes your way, then you're not gonna have a pleasant, a pleasant time. So you have to mm-hmm. go in with a plan, but you can't be married to the plan because things are going to happen that are gonna change the trajectory of like what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's like a mixture of both being very well researched and and prepared on where you're going, but it's also being open to how you're going to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Just trusting yeah. yourself. Trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you said, Kristen, earlier is like about like you just wanted to be in a space where you had like the space to actually heal and kind of like live life the way that you wanted to. And I feel like people just only know like the way that we li- the way that we live life here and have no idea that there's like so many more options. Like, if y'all can like speak more to that, because that's one thing that I realized when I went like back home to Kenya. I'm like, wow, like people live life differently everywhere. And like people should figure out, you know, what works best for them. So like, that, y'all, if y'all can speak more to that, especially for like black millennials who, you know, like all they know is probably their hood, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. um, well, first and foremost, we live in Ubud, Bali, which is where the most culture happens. So there's a lot of local restaurants. This is like a part of Bali that doesn't have like chain restaurants. So like no McDonald's, no Burger Kings, like none of that shit. So automatically we recognize we have the advantage of eating healthier. We have the advantage of like getting juices delivered. Like we literally get juices delivered. We can eat vegan or mm-hmm. vegetarian or pescatarian, you know, like those options are available and for a very low cost. So that's a huge plus. Um, mm-hmm. I think the main takeaway I've gotten living in Bali is community. I have never experienced community in the States the way that I do here. And by that, I mean, like, if you need help, like, your neighbors are literally there to help you. I can give you one example. Yeah, We stayed here during the rainy season. Um, When we first got here, it was rainy season, which means, like, monsoon rain, like, just heavy rainfall. (laughs) And uh, we were at an Airbnb, and there was a brick wall that was, like, closing down the closing off the property pretty much the mm-hmm. brick wall fell because there was so much water like in this rice field it was pushing against the wall the brick wall fell and we were like oh shit like all this water is flooding like what are they gonna do within like two days the whole community had came to the guy's house and like started helping him build another wall they like put wow. the bricks down the cement down and like literally two days there was a new wall up and mm-hmm. witnessing that, I was like, yo, this is so much love. Like in Texas, you would have had to call somebody, wait on them to come, you know, like people, people would just be looking out their window, looking at you like, yeah. damn, they shit fell down. Like, exactly. And that's what we mean by like, yeah. community and just ceremonies yeah. every day, offerings every day, like as a community meditating every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually, I think that. People give people either on Twitter or on social media a lot of flack for being like passport Twitter or like, you know, like real passport (laughs) snobs. But I think the true essence of it is that when you leave your hometown or even leave your state, you're open to so many more ideas 
and ideas about mm-hmm. culture and about different people and differences. And so even in the time that we live in right now, where there is people, there are people in middle America who have never left their home, their, their hometown. Right. And so mm-hmm. they think that America is the best country ever because their life is very stagnant, stable, and they've settled into what they want and they don't want to expand their mind outside. So what I've learned from traveling is that not only do I know different cultures and I'm able to see different people and have a greater, broader respect for different kinds of people, but I just know that like I leave my house and I'm like, this is so different from what I know. And so now I can go off into my life or into the future and tell stories about this and open other people's minds with yeah. those ideas. And so that's the biggest takeaway for me about living abroad or leaving home, especially as a black woman. It's just like, I have seen so much from so many different cultures that like I'm able to connect to anyone that's different from me. Yeah. And like take what you like, like from each one and just create like who you are, you know, like, would you guys say that like y'all's mental health and like, you know, like state of just, you know, mind and spirituality, like is better this way? I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. And like, how is it, you know, in a lot of ways it is, but I think it comes with expanding, like, No matter where you are, you can feel depression. You can feel sadness. You can feel anxiety. Um, It's just the way our brains are kind of made sometimes for some people, you know? So it's not like traveling or living abroad is the end all be all and the cure all. But I think Mm -hmm. when you're exposed to different things, you kind of have more of an awareness. You've been in spaces where you've either had to been alone, had to make new friends, um, had to be okay with sitting by yourself and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting with your negative thoughts or whatever. So I think you just have more tools to navigate those spaces. Yeah. That answers for me. Yeah. That makes sense. I actually started therapy when I moved here. Um, Oh, nice. My therapist lives in Houston. So we do like, uh, calls online pretty much through zoom or through this other app. Um, so for me, I think it allowed me that space to put myself first without mm. any like distractions from family, friends, jobs. True. Or <clears throat> I feel like that's how like I feel in New York. But even though it's like there's still like lots of distractions, it, it's like it's different, like kind of, you know, not having that responsibility of people who are super close to you, who you really can't say no, you feel like you can't say no to or whatever yeah. the case may be. So it's like, it's like a different experience. I definitely feel like I've grown so much more just like not living, you know, in Texas. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So you guys have like, I saw that you guys had like a meetup with like, I guess like the black community there. Can you guys speak more about like, where did you guys meet them? How, you know, is it through Facebook? How can people meet like different communities in different spaces? And like, how is it even being a black abroad? Like, you know, like I know when I went to Taipei, Taiwan, it's like everyone calls everyone black Beyonce, you know, it's like <laughs> all that weird stuff. So like what's been y'all's experience as far as that goes? Yeah. So the fortunate, the, the fortunate thing about when we first came here, so we came March, 2019 for a month of vacation and we met two black women and like black families actually who had already been here living for some time. And so We kind of had a foot in the door with the community that way. And then when we came back late 2019, early 2020. Hold on. I want to mention the Black families. One of the couples is from Ohio and the other is from New York. In there. And she's like a a mom of three. Yes. And they're around our age, like in their late 20s, early 30s. That's so dope. And like they're they're just there, like raising their kids there. Exactly. Yes. 
That's so dope. And so, yeah, when we came back, I was in my hometown in California and she was like, hey, girl, uh, there's a Black and Bali meeting. And this was after all of the kind of George Floyd and, and the riots. So we mm. were like meeting. And in the, actually the first public meeting that we've gone to after the quarantine, the quarantine. Yeah. so we were like needing that attention and that that, yeah. love, that affection and so there's a facebook group and there's also an instagram called black in bali and so we have um also a whatsapp, have a WhatsApp. group so like everyone it's filled with like hundreds of people who are in there and you can basically you know chime in about any discussion or, or send links and share resources so it's not hard to find. I think you do a little bit of research where you're going and see if there's a Facebook group or like an Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that. But also it just starts one to one. If you can find someone who's in Vietnam or someone who's in Thailand and they're just there on Instagram, hey, is there a community around you? Like, do you mind if I, you know, join you or meet up with you and we can get to know other people? And then it starts it starts that way, just creating a web. And I feel like out there, everyone's like definitely more open to that, you know, like just like meeting up with random people. It's just like, it's not like, you know, how it would be here. Right. right. Yeah. I would assume because everyone is trying to meet new people. Yes, absolutely. Especially when yeah. you see black people abroad, you're almost on the same frequency. So you're like, okay, I see yeah. you out here. Like, yeah. what's up? <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How can I help you? You know, what business ventures can I support? Um, Where are you going this weekend? You know, it's just little invites like that. And also, like she said, after the George Floyd situation, everyone was grieving. And um, Mm. it was just a safe space for us to connect and show love. We did like this amazing therapeutic group hug that was so necessary and needed at the moment. Wait, how did that work? So we just wrapped up like a Cinnabon, like all like this it was like everybody five people yeah Yeah, we all just kind of wrapped up in a spiral and we weren't thinking about covid we weren't thinking about anything but we just need this black energy like in in one we talked about you know what are your biggest dreams and everyone went around a circle and said like their childhood dreams or or what they want to manifest and it was so powerful Mm -hmm. when you get with a group of one or more people it's almost like church like it, without you know yeah. the organ and the choir but you're together and you're bringing your intentions together and it's far more powerful to send them up mm-hmm. um but also you know when we're just out in public and we see a black person we're like what's up like you, you know, yeah like hey like i see like the, like the black nod yeah sure. always <laughs> like i have a really cool story in peru i remember i was mm-hmm. out and i was walking around i saw this girl she had braids and she looked at me and she just raised her hand. She was like, my friend. And she ran <laughs> up to me, like a random person. I'm like, hey, girl, mm-hmm. what's up? Where are you from? She's like, I'm from Petty. I was like, wow, I'm from LA. Like, what's up? Like, yes. like you're the only one I've seen on this whole entire, in this whole entire country. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like an life. instant connection, like no matter what. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is what it is. That's dope. Yeah. And you I get love to that, the, we, that we are like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you can be Black American. You can be European Black, like African descent. Like, everything is just like globally black from We're the diaspora yeah 100% 100% it's cool and also I, I want to mention to those of you who have a fear of traveling while black abroad black abroad is so tight it's not like everywhere um people have this american lens because they some like here in bali they didn't even really understand the whole black and white thing you know they're just like we just see people and mm. i think that's pretty much the 
the lens when you live in Asia is like they just see a black beautiful person and they're just excited to meet you and like compliment you and they're curious say they love your you. skin and your hair and yeah you do feel like Beyonce <laughs> you know <laughs> literally I love Taipei I was like I am Beyonce like, I don't know what y'all are talking about like and it wasn't even like a pretentious type of like energy with you know when they would say little things like that I can tell it's like genuine curiosity and genuine like being in awe of our beauty it yes. really really is yeah yeah that's so yeah. dope and i mean that's not to say that there isn't anti-blackness globally um mm-hmm. but i will say in my experience here i've only experienced i haven't experienced racism and i've only experienced microaggressions from europeans mm-hmm. it's never been from the balinese or the indonesian wow. it's only been just little things or like you get cut in line or they kind try of, to cut i cut that shit out yeah or they just, you know <laughs> Say little I'm things. I'm having that shit. Yeah, like try and be short with you or what. It's only been from maybe Australians or Europeans. It's, it's never been from the locals. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Um, so how is it like just living together? Like y'all have y'all's own little family. Do you guys have, I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys miss like your own family, but like how is that just even being a couple? Because I live with my ex-boyfriend in New York and it didn't go good at all. And I'm not opposed to living with your partner at all, but I just like love to hear different stories of people living with their partners. So like, how has that been for y'all? Especially like y'all are living together alone in a whole other country, you know? Um, Kristen? Um, well, we first of all, we've lived in different spaces here in Bali. Um, so we've had different phases of the way we connected in our relationship. Um, we started yeah. off in a studio when we first, very first moved here. Then we went to a homestay, which was a little bit more space than the studio. And now we're in our own villa. Oh, so nice. Throughout those phases, we've had to learn what worked for us. Mm-hmm. And what works for us now is literally reminding each other that we are individuals first. And we have to put our needs first before we can pour into each mm-hmm. other, you know? Uh, the villa that we have right now is actually a two-bedroom. So Kristen has her room. I have oh, my cute. room. Oh, cute. That's together. cute. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just literally had to learn um, each other again, honestly. Kristen, you want to speak on that? Yeah. Um, well, when we first, honestly, like to go back a little bit, when we first got together, um, I had an apartment in LA and Sandra and I would see each other like every three months. We were kind of long distance. Mm. So when we got the chance to kind of move in, we we're like, oh my God, you know, honey, yes. I love it. Like, Obsessed with each other. Yes. The whole nine. <laughs> And then and then we moved here and it was like, oh, wow. So you can't help me with every little thing that I need. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. So I have to do this for myself. OK, I got to learn this. Yeah. Like, you know, so there's definitely been moments for me because, you know, I came here to Bali and I've been healing from so much, whether it's emotional trauma, physical trauma. Um, and so. I kind of was reliant on Sandra a little bit. Like, I need you to just like watch over me. Yeah. Like, I need you to like, I need to feel safe and all of those things. And and it came to the point where I realized her cup was running over. Like, she she could not mm-hmm. be there for herself and be there mm-hmm. for me. Um, right. Yeah, her her cup was empty, but I meant like run over with my. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I had to learn, you know, to give her her that space. And the minute I created space for her, I was like, oh my god, space is cool. I could do this. Yeah, thing. like the relationship just got better after that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel like yeah. I always had like a thing. Well, I'm just not getting over it with therapy, definitely, but with like codependency and stuff. 
So like what, mm-hmm. like what advice would you give? Cause obviously y'all had to figure that like y'all are together, but y'all figured out how to like, you know, be individuals and like give each other, give each other that space. So like any like tidbits, yeah. gems or lessons, like, I don't know. We both have therapists. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. We, we both, when we're not doing well, like our biggest insult in an argument is like, go to your therapist, yeah. bitch. You're <laughs> like, and then you're like, oh my God, she told me to go to therapy. Like, how dare like, you? You're throwing shit in my face. Right. I'm dead. But it's so real because the minute we do that, we go, we talk to our therapist and then we come back and we're able to kind of literally decode our mind and our thinking around things and how we can move forward in a more productive way. So when it comes to codependency for me, I I grew up a middle child. Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. Middle child. Sisters. Right. So I'm like, oh my God, you don't want to be around me all the time? What is that Mm -hmm. about? And I grew up only child. So I'm like, I am cool about myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when it comes to codependency, it's really about um, just knowing that you're not going to be solved or fixed with the other person. Like, even if they give you all that they have to give you, like, you're still, you still need to build yourself Mm -hmm. up. 100%. It's always going to be you. Mm -hmm. Like, you come into this life with the help of of God and your ancestors and your mom, but you come by yourself and you're going to leave by yourself and everyone around you is just here to experience. Yeah. And to experience life with you. And kind of like Mm -hmm. aid you in that journey to like, you know, healing and stuff like that. Yes. That's so good. Well, none of my niggas ever went to therapy. So then maybe that's what they need (laughs) to start doing. Okay. Absolutely. I think think we all do. It's so much to be learned and unpacked and heal from. Oh it's, it's necessary. I think a healthy relationship, like you can't dump it all on each other. You need to dump onto your therapist and you need to pour love into your partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys plan to stay there forever? Like what are like what are your future goals? Like how you guys talked about that. Yeah, we're community? never coming back to America. Never? Like we're so no, I gotta I'm come I'm, I'm gonna come visit y'all though. I really like Bali looks so beautiful. Yes. I had said, well, I was, t- I tell my family and friends now, I'm not coming until you elect a new president. Like, I'm not coming back in the situation that we have. But the truth of it is, is like, we just feel like with the quarantine, I mean, the pandemic and everything, we, we just feel like it's safer for us to kind of stay and wait it out and see what's going on in terms of traveling. Mm-hmm. And then also, once we kind of planted roots, we're like, okay, we can actually make a life here, you know? Yeah. And, start investments and start ventures. I think when you lower your cost of living and and this is not true for everywhere where you move abroad, you know, but luckily in Southeast Asia, our dollar goes a long way. And so you're able to kind of fail. You're able to try new things, start new ventures, start new businesses. And you have that, that bottom line where you're like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, I can try something new or pivot or do whatever. So I think that being here allows us to kind of create the life that we want. Mm-hmm. And so now we're thinking about just expanding and finding ways where we can capitalize on this time. Mm-hmm. So the next year, five years, who knows, but we're happy to kind of figure it yeah. out. We don't feel pressure to be back. Would you guys say that like you guys are saving out there, you know, cause I know that one of my friends actually like, that's who I went to go visit in Mexico before I went to Tulum. Like she's living in Playa because honestly it's cheaper than like a New York apartment. And she, she just graduated right. from grad school and it just made more sense for her to kind of stay out there, especially right now, since like the like sports industry and everything is just kind of like all out of whack. So she's just living out there, honestly. So would you guys say like, that's an option for someone who, you know, is trying to like figure out what's next and like 
wants to kind of save their coins like yeah okay absolutely yes i mean just think about think about uh, living off of your rent for the whole month somewhere like what you would spend rent in rent in new york is what you can spend the entire month somewhere else yeah Uh, and when you can look at it from that perspective it's like why sign a lease and be locked into something that could cost you you know the whole monthly expenses Mm -hmm. abroad Mm -hmm. like in mexico or in southeast asia and that's kind of my idea moving here i was like look we can stay in la and be paying what we're paying or we can go live abroad and be paying that for the month Mm -hmm. so i think living abroad more black people need to live abroad honestly to save your coins we have more money now than we than what we did when we came here um and like she said we're able to fail so I've tried to create so many different things to send back home um, that have failed, but I'm able to fail and bounce back because it wasn't extremely expensive, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and another thing about saving, like I'll be really transparent. Like the, the year before I decided to move abroad, I had a very unfortunate work situation um, where I wasn't paid for work that I did and I had to get a lawyer and I was like, just in the negative. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I need to not live in L.A. anymore. I need to kind of live somewhere to lower my costs and my expenses, my monthly expenses. And then I kind of went through an ego death. Right. When you work in a big city and you kind of have a career and you're like, oh, my God, I can survive here. And now I feel like I can't survive here anymore. It hits your. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it's like, yeah, like L.A. and like New York. It's like everyone it's expects you to kind of like make it there in whatever sense that is, you yeah. know, and like, I, I yeah. can definitely feel that. Yeah. But you know what? And, and I don't want to ever put the black community down, but I think that we lift people up for living paycheck to paycheck in a big city mm-hmm. versus when I've learned from other cultures, actually, if you lower your cost of living and you save and you invest, you'll make more money and you'll save more. Yeah. Money. Like, and I think that's stuff that we don't teach our kids um in, in our community is like it's you, you're not taking a hit moving back home and saving money you're, you're being smart like you're doing things that you need to do so I think that's one thing is like we've not only like you know like almost doubled and tripled you know the money that we make and because we're we're not putting out we don't have a, a high overhead mm-hmm. so it, it's smart mm-hmm. it's very smart mm-hmm. yeah. And I didn't want to move back to Houston. I was working a contract in Houston and I was staying at my mom's house and I was like, hell. Yeah, no. no. Every time like, I go, as soon I just, as I'm ready to go. Contract, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I love Houston. I love it so much. Like, of course, that's home. But whenever I do go, I'm just okay. There's like so much more, you know? There's just so much more. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, What would yeah, you guys say just, that y'all's purpose is? Like, I'm sure y'all thought about that. I, um. I truly feel like my God-given purpose is connecting with people, making people feel seen, loved, and um, just helping them understand that we're on this spiritual journey together, you know, um, and tap in, tap in with yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that purpose is going to lead me, but I can see it lead me here in Bali. I can see me having retreats with Kristen, yeah. you know, just bringing more Black people out here and connecting and having a mindful practice in, in whatever ventures I go into, whether that's selling product, I want it to be intentional and mindful and health related. Yeah, I feel like you've naturally I, been like that, literally since I've met you. 
So it yeah. probably is your God given purpose because that's what I felt from you ever since I met you. So I've always loved you. Every time I squeeze you, I'm like, Penny. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. You're just like the little sis, oh, like for sure. I told Sandra when I met her, like, I was like, you could be a healer. Yeah. Like, you have this, like, this real healing element about you. And I think that and enco- all that you said encompasses exactly what God has given you mm-hmm. on yeah. this earth. For me, like, I've always, okay, I know my purpose is to help other people recognize the greatness in them. Mm-hmm. I am, like, the motivator. If there was, like, a, some kind of person that, like, say there's the lover, there's the teacher, there's the mother, that God gives you this whole person to a persona I'm definitely like a motivator I love pushing people to be their best self and I don't know if that's coaching or or speaking or anything but I work in graphic design and I help people build their brand and give them the confidence to put themselves out there and Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that is my purpose Mm -hmm. is I use my gift of just pushing people to be the, the best versions of themselves. And it's not necessarily monetary or material. It's more or less like, how can you dig deeper to find the greatest? Yeah. And I know that that's my purpose. And my passion is just the tools in which I, I fulfill my purpose. I love that. I'm not sure why I'm tearing up. I think it's because I'm PMSing, but I love that. Though. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, okay. So like, um, I saw that you guys did, I'm not sure exactly what, but it was like some type of community stuff. I'm not sure if you guys were gathering something for a little boy. I don't know the exact story. I just kind of saw it in passing. Mm-hmm. But um, can you guys talk more about like, you know, what you guys have done for like the community in Bali? Yes, absolutely. So um, like we mentioned before, Bali thrives off the tourism and there has been absolutely no tourism because the borders are locked down which means oh, uh, no jobs yeah. are available for the locals. How many people got laid off? Like seven, 73,000 People got laid off from like hotels, um, pretty much tourism industry. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them take the hit. Like we've seen businesses close down. We've seen the streets that are usually super packed, busy, just empty. And um, we have local friends and family that we've met that have taken us in when we first got here. And, you know, we we were helping out as much as we could with our own money. But we're like, no, we have to scale this to where... They can have food every week. That was our main thing is like they need food. So we're like, how can we get them food um, every week pretty until much? Until the borders until, open. Yeah, until the borders open. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that kind of was our intention was like, let's feed as many families as we can uh, around us. That's so, so, um, so how can people, are you guys going to continue to do that? Like if you can tell like my listeners, like if they want, you know, want to donate or whatever they can do. How can they? Yeah, so here around $25 can feed a family for the week. Wow. Um, and that's like what their essential needs. So like vegetables, chicken, rice, oil, spices. spices. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that's the care package we've been providing. And if you guys want to shoot us a cash app, we're accepting cash apps and we take that money and buy the supplies for the locals. Okay. Yeah. We'll also be coming out with a YouTube video detailing kind of with more information and we can provide you with the actual links and stuff for your show notes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we, we are open, honest and transparent with the money that we give. And uh, we just want to reiterate that it's not just food. I mean, people have doctor's visits, they need medicine, they need Baby tires, diapers. they need car oil changes, like everything in their livelihood has been stopped without 
any income and any money. And and to give you a quick perspective, their families here, they they all live in one compound in a little village. So you can expect grandma, yeah. grandma, aunts, uncles, kids, everyone lives together. Mm-hmm. And maybe one person is working to feed everyone in the family. Wow. So that's why we started this initiative. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've been so fortunate that people love and support us and they like just showed up and started sending cash apps and we're and now we're able to go beyond food. Like she said, you know, doctor visits, we've been able to pay for baby diapers, formula, um, and car needs. Like our close friends who needed like oil changes and tires were like, we have the we have the the money to do mm-hmm. it. So why not just help them get back on their feet? I mean, and even today, there's the holidays today and yesterday one of our friends hit up Sandra like, hey, we have expenses for the ceremony. And we just, you know, like it's not our money, it's yours. Yeah. So we're always like just like whenever they need something we're always providing there too but yeah yeah. and it's just god using us as a vessel that's how i look at it is it's what you send out returns to you always for those who want to donate but for me people are like thank you for doing this and i'm like no thank god yeah that i'm able to be here at this time to help you yeah to be able to do that and like have that like network of people who would act who will donate you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. yeah that's so dope i'm blessed and i'm grateful for everyone who supported us yeah and uh, another thing to note is like philanthropy can be this big thing that we think we have to donate to a big organization or just make a big change but it really starts with the people around you and that's how we did it we helped one family and they told other families hey we can get help and and that's how it spreads Mm -hmm. you know so people around us yeah it's just giving to 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 one person that's philanthropy yeah so i love that i love it so where have you like where have you guys lived like separately together like it just run down the list of everywhere that you've like lived or traveled oh girl um, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I lived in Houston born and raised in Houston um, went to San Antonio for college then I dropped out uh, my junior year I was like fuck this what I'm doing already I don't necessarily need a degree for yeah what was your um, degree gonna be in I don't remember well, it started off in kinesiology and then yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. And then I switched to communications. But at this time, um, are, do you know Claire from Scoremore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was always with Claire and them in Austin. I'm like, I'm pretty much doing what I feel like this communications degree is mm-hmm. going to give me the job opportunity I was doing with Claire. By the way, Claire lives in Bali. I don't know if you knew Really? That. Yeah. Like she's so rambling with she's like... Have y'all been there like uh, together or it was? Yeah, we've been in quarantine together. So random and crazy. That is so um, random. Her boyfriend, he actually grew up in Bali and his parents have lived here for 30 years. So that's how she. Ended yeah. Up here. Oh, that's so dope. But, um, shout out to Claire. I love you, girl. Yes. But anyways, uh, so I worked on the Mississippi River was my first job. So random. So I've been, I guess that boat was my, my other lifestyle where I lived for three months um and then i lived in hawaii for five months for a contract on a ship and our itinerary was hawaii so i lived around the islands Mm -hmm. then from there i was back and forth to la with Kristen, and i've had contract work so wherever my contract takes me i've lived in oklahoma i've lived in louisiana with work um and yeah texas i don't think anywhere else and as far as traveling i've been to mexico thailand um indonesia Cuba, the Caribbean. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, I've lived, I left Sacramento, moved to LA, 
And then LA took me to living in London. Uh, I was on tour, so but kind of living on the road everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. When you say on tour, really- were you like behind the scenes? Like, are you an artist? You yeah. Know? Okay. I was a tour. I was a tour manager. Oh, dope! So, That's so dope. Yeah, just like booking out venues, hotels, travel, things like that. Mm-hmm. So. I went from the UK to Germany to the Netherlands, Paris. I've traveled to, yeah, Peru, South America, Southeast Asia, Europe. And the only place we've missed is Africa, really. You know, we were supposed to be in Bali Ooh. for six months. And our goal was to go to Africa for six months this year. Where'd y'all want to go in Africa? We didn't even know. We were like South Africa, Ghana, Ghana. <laughs> um, Tanzania. I'm gonna say y'all should go to Kenya just because Kenya. But that's where y'all should go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Egypt. Yeah. That's where I'm from. We had a lot on the the docket, but we just knew we wanted to get our feet in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> like we wanted yes. to step on the plane and be in Africa. COVID kind of took us. Yeah. Stayed here. Yeah. yeah. But it's worked out. It's, yeah. It's, it's a divine plan, and and I'm happy to be here. Honestly. Hmm. Okay. So we're gonna kind of wrap it up. I have like three more questions. I would want to ask. Hey. What would you say, like, you guys have learned about yourselves, you know, throughout this whole, like, traveling and abroad journey? Like, one thing that you've learned about yourself? Mm, I've learned that, ooh, it's so interesting because I've learned to be selfish with myself, but I've also learned to be unselfish living with my partner, you know, and um, putting my only child needs in the backseat and learning how to love in a space where the person receives it, not only the way I know how to give love from back home, you know, mm, not that program. Mm-hmm. So shifting my paradigm into being a higher version of myself. Mm-hmm. I would say it, it all starts with my mind. I have learned how to calm and tame my chattering, comparing mind or yeah, to re- rewire my brain to into a mindfulness and awareness when I'm having thoughts that I know are no longer true or no longer serve me. I'm able mm-hmm. to kind of nip them in the bud easier and faster. And I think that comes with a lot of meditation, but just mindfulness practice. I think being here and, and being in the situations that I've been in and, and also learning to be mindful of my partner. It's like, okay, Kristen, now it's just you. It's just you and your mm-hmm. thoughts. And how can you tame all of it calm it all down and, and know what voice to listen to and whatnot yeah i've been meditating like every morning since quarantine started before i did it like a little bit but now with this it's just like i have to do yeah. it and like that's one thing it's just like yo like a lot of our thoughts are not yep. you know what i'm saying yep. like it's really really crazy when you really think about it and it's like people have not even tapped into that at all and they truly believe like everything they think um, like they just really assume and they just like have all these negative thoughts that aren't even halfway of the case and it's like if people just took the time to like sit with themselves meditate do whatever therapy whatever you have to do and you just realize like yo like this shit is really not that bad you know what i'm saying like sometimes you have like your bad days but um like no one really truly is intentionally like after you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like we are all trying to figure it out in our own ways and once you realize that it's like okay like it's not personal we can we can yeah, we can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. I yes. think I think the first step is awareness. Like, can you catch yourself thinking, like, going down a train of negative thoughts? Can you just stop and say, whoa? And then the second thing is just asking, is this true? Is this true? 
Yeah. <laughs> For me, the biggest question yeah. is, and I hope this helps someone, is, uh, is this my voice or is this someone else's voice in my head? Because mm, a lot of times it's not even you. It's like your parents' voice or, or your teacher or, you know, coach. just the haters. Yeah. <laughs> the people who yes, are putting their no, based thoughts onto you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. And I know that you've been like eating like way super healthy. Like, can you guys talk about like how food has helped with your mental health? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even to I don't your want, physical I don't health and what that, that journey is like. On, I don't want people to think we're just on it 24 7 because there's days. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. No. <laughs> That you sure. eat quote unquote healthy, but it's still not technically healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Kristen has taught me a lot about food just through her experience of healing. Um, but yes, food absolutely affects the way that you think, the way you feel, the energy that you even give to people. Because if you eat, you know, a lot of fried, greasy foods, processed foods, that energy is almost lazy or um, lethargic, you know, versus or juicing and eating salads and having like one meal. I always feel the best when I like from breakfast, I either have a smoothie or a juice for lunch. I have a salad and for dinner, I'll have one meal. I feel the most energized when I have that type of diet. Yeah. And living here. Skin popping too. On Bali, like first and foremost, we don't have the same processed foods and chemicals that are used in the States. So we already eliminate those, those factors um, the best that we can. I mean, they still have like chips and Oreos and stuff, but, but they're not made with, you know, a lot of the preservatives that are approved by the FDA in the mm-hmm. States. Um, so we're able to eat healthy. America is really kind of wild. Yeah. Sorry. America is kind of crazy. Yeah. No, it like, is. <laughs> it's a business. Like they are giving us crazy food. Yeah. They're making us work our yeah. asses off for God knows what. Right. Like, I don't know the meat, everything, but anyways, continue. Yeah. I was, I just thought about like, wait, no, yo, no, absolutely. this is not okay. <laughs> in your mind to be like, yo, this is a right. trap. Like they want us to be sick in America. So right. we have to pay for our health. Right. versus yeah. being healthy and not having to pay for your health, you know? <laughs> like, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. Health is an investment, mm-hmm. not an expense, y'all. Yeah. And I mean, when mm-hmm. we talk about processed food, you have to think like, if you can imagine like Easy Mac in the States, they use like yellow food coloring and dyes and stuff for the food. But if you buy Easy Mac or something out here, they use natural ingredients. Like you can imagine turmeric or paprika, anything can that like dye your food, but it's like actual herbs. Mm-hmm. So- Spices, spices. Yeah. like that's the thing is like we're we're just here we're able to eat healthier because their their government doesn't even approve those chemicals to be used in the food so, yeah, yeah it, it's and my grandpa lived to 107 wow. in kenya 107 because just simply off a diet like everything that they ate came from their garden or their farm Amazing. you know like normal spices mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying so it's very much so possible i want to buy a piece of it's land crazy. and have fruit like have my own vegetables too yeah that's it like that's that's really what being a human is is living to like 120 that's what we're supposed to Mm -hmm. live 120 (laughs) that's lit (laughs) oh that'd be so lit 120 (laughs) right do you guys have any like stories if it's whether it's funny transformative positive negative anything that you haven't told that you would want to say and then like anything else you would want to leave the listeners with oh funny i think just us learning how to drive goddamn mopeds out here was a funny story <laughs> i was that the way that you guys like roll is everyone does mopeds? yeah so in southeast asia a lot of people have okay. mopeds i'm actually learning how to drive on the opposite side of the in a car in a car like so oh my god was, crazy. i just did that yesterday me and Kristen, for the first time so that's our new venture and that's also fucking funny um <laughs> 
<laughs> How, you can imagine. Wait, who's teaching? Who's teaching y'all? Nobody. I mean, we ride with our friend who's a local, <laughs> and he's just kind of like puts his hand on the wheel if we're too far left. But uh, <laughs> it's just funny because like you try to hit the blinker and like the windshield wiper comes on. You're like, oh shit! Like it's opposite. Oh Everything is opposite. Um, yeah. But transformative. I think transformative for me. The most transformative story is when we met the Black and Bali community. Yeah. Um. We mm-hmm. like went to the the meeting was. What time do we get there? Around six? six? Yeah, around six in the evening. We pull up to like this crazy, beautiful ass villa that's right on the river. And we're like, what type of energy is going to be here when we walk in? Because mind you, we're already fucking drained from the George Floyd situation and just everything that's going on mm-hmm. back home. So we're like, I hope this is, you know, a good space or whatever. So we walk up and we're just reminded how beautiful fucking black people are and how we can just we're amazing yes, we are like it was incense burning it was candles. low light candles you can hear the river the living room like had these big ass glass windows that opened up so it was like fresh airflow and it was like 20 people sitting like in a u almost like this big ass couch and then some people on the ground and everyone was just so welcoming and warm like hi have a seat there was vegan mm-hmm. food there already and prepared for us and we just sat down and we basically all went in a circle and introduced ourselves and said, you know, like, what is our dream? If we had one dream, like, what would it be? And people, you know, talked about opening schools, teaching health in our community, um, giving back. Like, it was just beautiful to hear everyone's story. And then after that, we did a prayer and a meditation to send our intentions up. And I thought that was just so mm-hmm. powerful. And I'm like, if I could do this with my friends back home, that would transform our relationships with each other, you know? For sure. So that was transformative. Sure. What about for you? Um, transformative? I I don't know. Your health? I learned how to chew. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> oh, like mindfully yes, chew? Yes. Like, I haven't I haven't got there yet. I haven't got there yet. So wait, tell me about oh, that. Yeah, though. sure. I've, I always hear about it and see it, but I just haven't. Well, got it yet. <laughs> I started when I came to Bali, I had like real bad digestive issues. It's almost like I wasn't able to digest food. And I learned that our emotions has a lot to do with our digestion. And so if you're a type of person who mm. kind of holds on to a lot, you take on a lot of problems by yourself, you don't ask for help, you don't share with other people, that's going to be replicated in what your body is doing with your food. It's holding, it's not releasing. Mm. So, I was like, I went to a therapist who's actually like a, a hydrocolon therapist. And he was like, are you chewing? And I'm like, kind of. And he's like, no, like your stomach doesn't have teeth. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to every meal, I need you to chew a bite like a hundred times and notice what senses. Wait, actually a like, hundred Like the most you can, like break it down to a smoothie in your mouth. Okay. Like, around 30 chews. Uh, yeah, I mean. Okay. <laughs> But but okay. the science is is that you want to be able to feel where do you where do you feel the salt where do you feel the sugar where do you feel the bitter like on your tongue and that mm. that allows you to actually use your mind to understand that this food is now being broken down your your organs are sending enzymes to your mouth to start the digestive process in your mouth that's where it starts and so mm. that has been the most transformative part about like my health is just really like the science of food and how we we eat with our eyes first when you see something your your brain your stomach's already sending stuff to your brain saying i see an apple i'm going to send you enzymes for an apple the minute your mouth starts watering and so 
just healthy, transformative things about like health. Like mm-hmm. it's just been amazing. Yeah. Journey. And it's helped me to be my of so Like I'm like, okay, let me chew this 30 times. And I'm like, wow, this really does break down. I'm about to eat after this and really chew very yeah, well. I'm going to text y'all and let y'all know like, how it goes. Realize, like, <laughs> damn, we only chew like five times and big ass pieces then of go. food are going down. <laughs> versus you chew 30 and you're like, okay, now it's really broken down. Yeah. It's easier for your system yeah. you know, to you're digest. It's bloated and you're not having to like you know, experience gas and indigestion and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I've never, never thought about that. But These are the now things I'm they don't to. teach in, that. in America because they want At us all. to go to the doctor. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, I really be like, what did we really learn in school? Like, seriously. Right. Like, the Pythagorean theorem? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, A squared plus B squared right. equals C squared. But what, where do I input exactly. that in my life now? Exactly. Nowhere. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, well, thank y'all so much. That was amazing. Thank you guys for y'all's patience and like y'all's openness and everything. Like y'all are amazing. And I definitely want to come visit y'all. And I'll let you guys know like how I'm going to post it and like give you guys like something to post if y'all want to. Um, And also send me all the info for like how people can donate and like y'all's YouTube channel and all of that stuff. Let me say our YouTube Um, channel is you can search Love Sandra and so is the Cash mm -hmm. App. Um, the dollar sign love Sandra S A U N D R A. Love it. Okay, y'all are great. <laughs> uh, it was it, it it was really good talking to y'all. Yes, real. Penny, we love I you. I feel like I feel oh, extra I rejuvenated. <laughs> yes, I love you. Love Thank you guys. You. Um, I'll definitely meet you one day, Kristen. I know. Yes, I will. you'll meet one us day. in Bali. Come visit us. Yes, you have sure. the invite. Yeah, I will. Yes. yes, y'all have a good day. It's like eleven a.m. Yes. there, right? You too. Okay, and I'm about to eat slowly and mindfully (laughs) and then go to sleep (laughs) okay bye y'all